But then Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, he continues, giving the evidence for what preceded with regard to the tawhud and rejection of tawhud, the obligation of rejecting tawhud. He said, وَالدَّلِيلُ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى And this being on page 306, this Lebanese edition, page 238 of the Egyptian print. وَالدَّلِيلُ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى لَا إِكْرَاهَ فِي الدِّينِ قَدْ تَبَيَّنَ الرُّشْدُ مِنَ الْغَيْءِ فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْتَاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُفْقَى لَنْ فِصَامَ لَهَا وَاللَّهُ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ He said, and the proof is his saying, he the Most High. And he quotes the ayah, ayah 256, in Surah Al-Baqarah, second surah, the ayah after Ayat Al-Kursi. With the explanation, no one is to be compelled to enter the religion. True guidance has been made clear and distinct from falsehood. So whoever rejects At-Taghut and truly believes in and worships Allah alone, then he has grasped the, fir- the firmest handhold that will never break. And Allah is all-hearing, all-knowing. Shaykh Fawzan, Hafizullah, said in explanation, He the Perfect and Most High said, and he quotes the ayah, and just preceded, لا إكراه في الدين قد تبين الرشد من الغي ومن يكفر بالطاغوت ويؤمن بالله فقد استمسك بالعروة الوفقى لم فصام لها والله سميع عليم. Ayah, with explanation, no one is to be compelled to enter the religion. True guidance has been made clear and distinct from falsehood. So whoever rejects that tawhud and truly believes in and worships Allah alone, then he has grasped the firmest handhold that will never break. And Allah is all-hearing, all-knowing. Shaykh Fawzan said in explanation, there is to be no ikrah, there is to be no compulsion upon entry into the religion. Meaning, no one is to be forced to enter into Islam against his will. Because entry into Islam must occur as a result of being convinced and from believing in the heart. And no one is to be forced into it against his will. This is not possible because the hearts no one can act with no one can act regarding them except Allah the perfect and most high. So no one may force anyone to enter into Islam because we do not possess and own the hearts. Rather, it is just Allah, the Majestic and Most High, He is the one who owns them and acts with regard to them. However, we, we should call to Islam and encourage people towards it. We strive and fight in Allah's cause against whoever disbelieves for the spread of Islam and to provide an opportunity to whoever wants to accept Islam and in order to subdue the enemies of Allah.
But as for al-hidayah, as for guidance, then it is in the hand of Allah, the Perfect and Most High. No one is to be forced upon iman, true faith, and Islam. No one is to be forced against their will to be to enter into Islam against their will. They don't want to. As a side point here, then Sheikh Muhammad Aman, rahimahullah, he stresses the point there again with regard to la ikraha fid din. There's to be no compulsion upon the religion. Just so that no one misunderstands it, sometimes it's understood that people wrongly quote this to, to mean it doesn't matter then. Everyone can be what, upon what they're upon. Doesn't matter. We're Muslims, but they're, they're Christians, they're Jews. Everybody's what they. You can't. You shouldn't compare. You should. You should leave them upon what they're upon. So to correct this, the false understanding, and Sheikh Muhammad Aman, rahimahullah, he said, the meaning of that is not that you do not call the people to the religion. In the fact that we don't compel them, we don't force them into the religion against their will, become Muslim. That doesn't mean, though, that we don't call them, we don't invite them to Islam, just as Sheikh Fawzan said here. Rather, we do. That's our duty. <coughs> then Sheikh Fawzan said, Rather, this is something which relates back to the person himself. Then he, the Most High, said, In the continuation of the ayah, for the explanation, True guidance has been made clear and distinct from falsehood. Sheikh said, So Islam and all praise is for Allah does not contain anything which people have to be forced upon against their wills. Rather, all of it is beloved and desirable. The whole of Islam, what you find within it, is beloved and desirable. <laughs> Whereas kufr, disbelief, and shirk, all of it is evil. And all of it is something detestable. So this has become clear from that. Guidance has been distinguished. Ar-rushd, guidance has been distinguished. The Shaykh said, Ar-rushd means al-haq, the truth. Become clear from al-ghay, which is al-batil, which is falsehood. The truth has been made clear from falsehood. And a person has intellect, he has aql, he has intellect. And he has, he has the ability to think. So that he can weigh and compare truth against falsehood. And his thinking, if it is sound... And if it is free from desires and ulterior motives, then his thinking will guide him to, his sound thinking will guide him to acceptance of the truth without having to be forced. The Sheikh said, this is one saying with regard to the ayah. What we've just heard now, that's one saying in explanation of the ayah. That's what the ayah means. Then the second saying, he said, and the second saying is that this ayah came down with regard to the people of the book. Firstly, that it's a a general statement that nobody is to be compelled into entering Islam. Truth has been made clear from falsehood and so on. He said the second saying, though, is that this ayah came down with regard to the people of the book, meaning the people of the book specifically. 
and that the people of the book, Ahlul Kitab, are not to be compelled to enter into Islam. Rather, if they want to remain upon their religion, then they are to be left to do so. With the condition that they hand over the jizya, this text that they give to the Muslims, al-jizya, with the condition they hand over the jizya to the Muslims and they are in a state of being humbled. And as for other than them, from the disbelievers, then nothing will be accepted from them except Islam or being killed. Because they have no religion. They have no religion. And al-Wathaniya, idol worship, is a false and futile religion. So that's the second explanation of the ayah. But this ayah refers particularly to Jews and Christians. If Islam conquers a, con- uh, attacks a land, conquers a land, then the Jews and Christians, people of the book, they have a choice. They can enter into Islam. If they don't want to, they can stay as they are, but they have to pay this tax to the Muslims, the jizya to the Muslims, in a state of being subdued and humbled. But the rest of them, no, so that won't be accepted from them. Then the Shaykh said, and the third saying is that this ayah was abrogated, mansukha, abrogated by the ayah commanding jihad. So this was the case initially, before jihad was legislated. <coughs> then jihad was legislated and the ayah was abrogated. So Shaykh has mentioned these three sayings. In the ayah, originally the ayah applied that we didn't force anyone to, to enter into Islam. Everyone could be upon what they were upon. Then the ayah came down about jihad, then the situation changed. The Shaykh said, However, the first saying is what is correct. The first of those three sayings, that is the correct saying. What we heard first, that's the correct saying about it. No one is to be compelled by entry into Islam against his will. No one. Shaykh said, So the first saying is what is correct, that the ayah is not abrogated. And that the religion cannot be entered into the hearts by force. Rather, it can only enter by choice. If someone only become Muslim by, by his own choice, not by us forcing him against his will, then he becomes, no, that's not the case. However, whoever does not accept the religion, he will be dealt with in a manner which befits him. Which befits him in particular, in the different cases. Whether it be being killed, or taking the, taking the jizya attacks from him, if he be from those regarding whom Allah, the Perfect and Most High, has legislated that it be taken from. <coughs> then Shaykh Fazan continues with the continuation of the ayah. فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْتَاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ The explanation. So whoever rejects at-tagut, and he truly believes and worships Allah. The Shaykh said, At-tagut, what is meant is all of the taghuts in worship, in following, or in obedience. All of those have to be rejected. We have to reject all of those. Whether it be in matter of worship, those that are taghut in worship, or in following, or in obedience. Because the word at-tagut here is general, it's left general. Then he said, 
if it's left general, the principle there, if it's in Arabic language, if something's left general there, then it applies to whatever it applies to. Every, all of the cases. Then the Sheikh said, rejecting the Tawut was put before having Iman in Allah. In, in the ayah, what was mentioned first, Kufr, rejecting the Tawut, was mentioned before Iman in Allah. Sheikh said, so rejecting the Tawut is mentioned before Iman in Allah because Iman, having true faith in Allah, having, having belief in Allah, will not benefit except after rejection of the Tawut. So whoever believes in Allah, but he does not reject the Tawut, then his belief will not benefit him. So the person who says that he believes, he is a believer, and he prays, and he fasts, and he gives the zakah, and he performs the hajj, and he performs the acts of obedience. However, he does not disassociate himself from shirk, nor from the people of shirk. And he says, this is not my business. He says, they are not my business, those people. Let them alone, they're not my business. What should I do? What should I do with them? Not my business. Sheikh said, this person will not be counted as a Muslim because he has not rejected At-Tawud. So there must be rejection of At-Tawud and it is to reject At-Tawud and to believe as, as your creed in its falsehood and to distance yourself from it and from its people. This is essential. So his Iman will not be correct except after rejecting the Tawud. And there occurs in the other ayah, the Shaykh said, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِيكُمْ لِأُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا عَنِ اِبْضُ اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُ الْتَاوُودِ Surah Al-Nahl, the 16th Surah, Ayah 36. The explanation, And we sent a messenger to every nation, commanding worship Allah alone and avoid the Tawud. Shun the Tawud. Reject the Tawud. Shaykh Fawzan said, So the worship of Allah will not be correct except through avoiding the Tawud. The person worships Allah, but he's not freed himself from the worship of other things besides Allah. His worship of Allah will not be correct. Shaykh said, two opposites cannot come together. Two complete opposites cannot come together. Iman, true faith, and kufr, disbelief, cannot come together in the heart. And the Shaykh explains that. He said, Iman, true faith, and al-kufr al-akbar, meaning major disbelief, cannot come together in the heart. But as for al-kufr al-asghar, lesser disbelief, lesser kufr, then it can come together. A person can have within him lesser kufr, a branch of kufr, lesser kufr. That can happen. As for major kufr, major shirk, major kufr, and iman, they can't come together in one heart. <coughs>